Uh, hey, Monkeys fans, welcome to another Podcast Valley Sunday. I am one of your hosts, Chris Paco. And I'm the other host, Jeff Cameron. How's it going, Jeff? Pretty good, pretty good. How's the, uh, how's the old off-season treating you there, Paco? Been good, been good. I, a little couple weeks off, I guess. So we hope yeah. our, our fans are still around. They haven't ditched us after the, the first non-show up. Like, oh, I, I think they're still out there. <laughs> I hope they're still out there. Yeah, I, I hope he's doing well. <laughs> so how have you been doing in the in the off in the off season uh pretty good pretty good in fact uh earlier this weekend i got to uh talk to a good friend of ours we'll, we'll, we'll explain that later on excellent yes it's all coming up we're, we're, we're planting the the breadcrumbs for you to follow us deeper into the show for real and because boy oh boy do we have a show for you today gang Yes, this is a, a special episode, I guess you could call it, or an unspecial episode, actually. <laughs> what we are doing is we are, uh, we're, today, we're going to take the bottom 20 songs from the Wool Hat of Mystery list, and we're just going to go over them and, and talk about them, maybe move some around when we get right, right down to it. The Wool Hat of Mystery list has a name, Paco. <laughs> it's the Randomatic Countdown. That's right. I apologize. So here we go to the... To the the briny depths of the randomatic countdown. Yes. And we'll see what we got going on down there. Yes. Uh, oddly enough, it's Davy heavy. <laughs> it's, and it's, no, it's no knock on Davy. I was just about to say, I think people get the wrong impression of us with Davy. It's not Davy himself. It's some of the songs just aren't our jams. They're just our jellies. For real. That's exactly how you put it. Yeah, and yeah, schmaltzier kind of stuff just doesn't fly on uh, PVS here. So no, it's true. I mean, it, a lot of people do dig it. A lot of a lot of ladies out there enjoy the idea of Davy whispering this claptrap into their ears, but not me and not Paco. No, to me, it's crap trap. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, let's get down to our uh, number. T- Number 20? How should we number these? Are we counting them up? Are we counting them down? Yeah, we'll start at the highest lowest. Number 20. Hyper special, randomatic, bottom down. <laughs> Is a song we pulled just recently on episode 32 of Podcast Valley Sunday. Shockingly, it's a song co-written by Davy Jones and Bill Chadwick called If I Knew. If I knew what was bothering you, I would run to your side. I don't know why. For each song on these uh, countdown shows, just to give us a little something different to talk about than we talked about when we pulled the tunes, uh, we're just going to Maybe pick a standout lyric from each song, or maybe even a standout musical spot. Just that we dig, and we kind of, or at least stands out to us. <laughs> yes. I'm not sure how much we're going to dig about these, but we will do our best. All right, so if I knew, um, I got to say, on a re-listen to it, 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 it's, you know, it's like a guitar kind of, I, I don't know, like, it's not like a Spanish or flamenco guitar, but yeah. it has like a different flavor to it. I like, for some reason, there's different kind of chord changes or, or note changes or something that I really like. Mm-hmm. And in this one, it's like, he does like the, 
And I like that little uh, that shift a lot, and and also the bridge is pretty cool too. I don't wanna settle down with any other girl but you. All over, it's not my jammiest jelly. I guess it is my jammiest jelly. This is our this is our jammiest jelly today. Yeah, this is our jammiest by, jelly. Uh, by the big final countdown, it'll probably slide off the jellies. So it'll, yeah, it'll do okay. It'll do okay. Yeah, it's almost a marmalade. <laughs> <laughs> if you will it's not a jam but you know. fantastic there's chunks of fruit in it it's not pure gelatin <laughs> what about you Delightful. i think it's uh kind of a jelly all the way when i decided to pick out a lyric all the lyrics are kind of samey mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's like another one of these things where davy's saying oh girl i want only you and just you and you're like sure thing davy <laughs> and even just seeing the list of lyrics out in front of me, the very last line is O oh, with a period on the end. And that's, for me, that's my standout lyric. O H, period. <laughs> you just hear Davey, just give a little, like someone whispered in the headphones, Davey, the song's over. <laughs> it's kind of what it sounds like at the end. What number was this, Chip? I'm not Chip. <laughs> Oh, 37F <laughs> just wrap it up there you have it if I knew by Sir Davy Jones and Mr. Bill Chadwick alright so uh, at number 19 here we have Me Without You from Instant Replay I wonder just how long it will be me without you Another only triple monkeys. Like, Peter's gone for the first two jellies. It's true. It's another aspect of what, the part of the pattern you might detect as to what songs we dig and what songs we don't, based on what era they're from. Because, you know, in general, Peter leaves, Jeff and Paco sad. <laughs> Mike leaves, Jeff and Paco sadder. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, that almost is how it is, too. Yeah, it's funny that way. So, yeah, I think when we uh, pulled this song back in episode 21, uh, we referred to it as Mustache Piano Beatles. It sounds almost exactly like your mother should know. Uh, Very there much. exists a version with the fuzzy guitar on it, which makes it sound a little cooler. It is what it is. The lyrics are like a paragraph long. And among them, is what stood out to me was the part where Davey says, we had a fight about something or other. She's got my jacket. Like, even he's just barely invested into this song. And it just, it just, it's indicative of the effort put into this Beatles sound alike. Yeah, and, and for me, the one I liked is... Uh, Every time we break up, we make up a little bit stronger. 
it, it just sounds like a, a horrible relationship. If you have to say every time we break up, it's like, duh. And the, and the whole breakup and makeup thing, it's almost like the a moon in June or down on my knees begging you please. Kind of, it gets done again and again. Maybe yeah. it hadn't been done that much back in 68 or whatever, but... I don't know. It, and this I is a it's a voice and heart jam. Yeah, I know, which is shocking. It's there's a, there's a couple of them down here, I guess, just because they wrote a ton of tunes for the boys. Yeah, it, it's weird when they do something that sounds so much like something else because you know they know. <laughs> Definitely, like those guys know. They're not fools. They uh, the more we learn about voice and heart, the more we realize they got some serious pop smarts. And they yeah. have even more to do with the monkeys and their sound and the whole, the whole operation than uh, we had initially expected. So it's been a lot of fun learning about voice and heart, but sometimes it's less fun to listen to some of the tunes. <laughs> and I'm surprised we didn't uh, know more about them anyway, just because we're such insane about anything monkeys. We mm-hmm. didn't latch on to voice and heart the way we probably should have. It's true. I think it's access to information back when we got into them is a little different. Than yeah, it is now. That, yeah, that's true, actually. All I, I knew about Voice and Heart was a little picture of them and listen to the band box set with uh, Dolan Jones' Voice and Heart, mm-hmm. where the boys were looking a little shaggy and there's Voice and Heart. And that's it. That's pretty much what we knew. Yeah, it was like Mickey and Davey aged 10 years in one year. It's like they were youthful throughout the monkeys and held on to that. Then all of a sudden they joined Boyce and Heart and they were men. Like, <laughs> I don't know what happened there. but And it is strange because they look kind of, they still look youthful when we, we dug up the videos for, uh, what was it? I remember the feeling. Mm-hmm. They look, there's the boys. They look sort of okay, but they look like uncles. Yeah. <laughs> On that album cover and in some of the promotional stuff. Yeah, man, it's crazy. It, it, yeah, like Davey has like the perma five o'clock shadow. <laughs> Mickey looks like someone's weird aunt. <laughs> You're like, I don't know about her, man. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, Me Without You, number 19 here at Podcast Valley Sunday. Yes, yes. On the, the jelly, jelly, jelly ganza. Jellypalooza? <laughs> I don't know. We'll have a clever name for this by the time we post it, I swear. All right, so here we are at number 18. We've got every step of the way. Fans are going to be upset about this one. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> I'll say perhaps maybe it doesn't deserve to be this low on on, on, on the overall countdown, but on the be. Podcast Valley Sunday <laughs> countdown, it does. It's like I would never reach for the song. It, it's it's so... You know what it is? It represents a sound of the 80s that I'm not into, and the monkeys falling into that sound, I'm really not into. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. We associated with, uh, eventually we got to see the video, which was pretty 80s. Oh my god. Way goodness. too 80s, you might say. Low budge 80s too, like shockingly weird, that video. <laughs> it was strange, and it was part of uh, Davey kind of exercising his, uh, he wants, let's do some more of my songs, lads. So every, they do the video for every step of the way, and I don't think it did so great. It is what it is. It's you sung see, by Davey. 
written by dudes named Clark and Hunter. And I don't know what they're up to these days. <laughs> we certainly know less about them than we do about Boyce and Hart. Yeah. And there's a ton of lyrics. Like, just looking at the lyrics now, it, there's a lot of lyrics in this song. It keeps going. <laughs> they're kind of uh, typical cry and shame type lyrics. Except one thing, one lyric I noticed. I looked around until I found your name and underneath the arches in the pouring rain. Uh, so I guess they're at McDonald's? Did you say he's dating Mary McGee's? <laughs> Fantastic. I liked, uh, yeah. you used to hang out in the alleyway. You sewed a button on my shirt one day. Oh, let's see. This is part of when they were homeless before the <laughs> resurgence yeah. of the monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> it's after the Dolan's Joints Boys Heart Tour. <laughs> <laughs> I lost a button on my shirt and I had to have a prostitute put back on. <laughs> oh, man. Your Davey's out of practice. You sound like a cockney boot black guy. I know. That's why. That's that's how he hit hit the rock bottom. <laughs> hey, love. You got to put, me, you gotta put me button back on my blouse here. It popped off. I had to get a hooker to put it back on, eh? <laughs> Bloody hell. Anyway. Seven buttons. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> See, okay, but here's one thing. If this would have been a Davy Jones solo album in the 80s. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Of which there were some. Yeah. I think it would have fit better and worked in, but because it was the monkeys with this weird new 80s sound, it was kind of like, yeah. uh, but if it was like a solo jam, it's like him just trying to get in there. I don't oh. know. And I, I think that gets into the thing where it's our fault for expect for what we expect from the monkeys. Exactly. And they're just like, this is us. This is what we're doing. It's it's 1986, and this is what we have available. Yeah. Here's a Casio. Yeah, our drums are octagon pads, and we're uh, <laughs> we're doing that way. And it's like I get it, and if people are upset, <laughs> I understand why they are. But uh, uh, I think it's this is a good spot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we pulled this way back in episode nine of the sh- of uh, podcast Valley Sunday, and um, even then, I think we touched on like this is from that stretch where the monkeys picked up a lot of fans. Yep, for sure. <laughs> and this, a lot of people probably associate this with falling, getting into the monkeys for the first time, and they have a, good, a lot of good memories associated with this stretch, the the Pulit era. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, not us. We kind of missed out on this. We got to it after the fact. Yeah. The stuff is at the end of the mic disc. And that's that. It's guilty by association. Or guilty by location. (laughs) Guilty by location. On the disc. Like when you're getting to the end of the mic disc, it's just a bummer. It's still even talking about it now. I get that like, oh man, feeling about Uh, it. And the disc itself is even shorter than the other ones. Yeah. Actually, the songs are a bit longer, I think, and uh, the list of tunes is shorter, and it was just just a bummer to get yeah. to the end of that. Yeah, so I think uh, for us, it has other connotations beyond just the music and the comebacks. Yes. So, so yeah, if you love this tune, good for you. It is just uh, we we uh, we're not a fan. Yeah, and and, and uh, let us know why you love it. Like, let us in on well, it for sure. We're definitely down for that. Here we are, number seventeen. Tell me, love from the Changes album. Tell me Number 17, Tell Me Love. 
a Davy song sung by Mickey. Pretty much. <laughs> written, by, written by Jeff Barry. And we pulled it back at episode 24 of Podcast Valley Sunday. Paco, what do you think of this one? It's a train that never leaves the station for me. <laughs> it's, it's a slow thing. In the course, it gets kind of picks up like solely kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it kind of just keeps, keeps circling the same drain <laughs> yes. for me. But I've got to say, the, my favorite lyric in it is, uh, well, I'll tell you, love. Sometimes it kind of scares me. I've got to keep on getting to you so you don't get away. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Different times, man. Different times. But yeah. And, uh, I just, like the lyric. Like, I have a visceral reaction to, uh, <laughs> Oh, tell me, love, are my lips to your taste? Giggling, <laughs> the that, that just doesn't. Just, just, that, was, uh, that was in the running for me, too, <laughs> I have to say. That was my first That's, one. It's a bad, it's, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a, a phrasing problems or something. I don't know, that's not it. That's part of the chorus where it lifts up a bit. And I think uh, if it's just like other songs on Changes, I think Chuck Rainey is playing that magnificent Changes bass that we have mentioned more than once or twice. Chuck Rainey played oh, yeah. for Aretha Franklin and uh, Steely Dan. and Not messing around. He's an excellent bass player, and he's the guy who played on Love You Better and all that. And, yeah. Uh, he's a good guy. And, I mean... We'll always have the changes bass on these changes songs. Exactly. That's always the highlight of every song on changes, the bass. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of all I have to say about Tell Me Love. It's weird. It's an interesting Mickey choice, but not like yeah. a not not like a bad choice. Like that was weird of him. I can see what he's uh-huh. going for. But uh it's also just him and Davey at this point too. So Right. I think um in some cases the songs were pretty much done and they just had Mickey and Davey come in and sing them. Yeah. I think Changes is probably one of the, although it has like the most rockinest parts at times, it's it also does, the it most phoned-in version mm-hmm. of the Monkees. A uh, little album. bit, a little bit, yeah. So here we go with uh, number 16. We've got I Never Thought It Peculiar. I never thought it peculiar That you never gave me a smile here we are, number 16, Never Thought of Peculiar, sung by Davey, another voice and heart jam, or jelly. Uh, we pulled it back on episode 21, where one of us said, uh, give me two minutes that feel like four minutes. <laughs> I will say now. I never thought it, it's very uh, like a Broadway show tune. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's yep. that's what it really feels like to me. Maybe not Broadway, maybe regional theater or something. I don't know. <laughs> but the guitar solo bridge part is is amazing. <laughs> It's pretty cool. Because it's like they took it from another song. It's like otherworldly, and it comes in, and the whole thing slows down. It gets funky as funk, and that guitar solo just rips, and it's like, what is happening? And then it pulls you back in. It's like it's like in The Matrix, the last Matrix, when they blast through and see the real sky for a minute, and like, it's so beautiful. And then they come busting through, 
and it goes all crazy and awful again. That's what this bridge is. It's like the sunrise in the garbage. Man, can we get through one of these episodes without you comparing the monkeys to the Matrix? <laughs> Just once, please. <laughs> no, I'm begging I, you. I feel Mike is the one. <laughs> <laughs> if you replace the O in Neo with a Z, what do you got? Bam, Nez. There it is. <laughs> Bad. We should reimagine. Makes sense now. We should reimagine the Matrix, but as like a monkey's romp kind of movie. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Anyway, oh He's, they got to go see the. It's not the Oracle. It's Mrs. Weefers. Yeah. <laughs> First wine's almost ready, boys. I remember before I took the red pill. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so for me, uh, my favorite lyric is, uh, I don't think it's terribly, terribly peculiar that now little girl, you are mine. Mm. After all these other things, he's like, I knew you're going to come with me. All the birds (laughs) do, man. I don't find anything peculiar when it comes to birds. (laughs) Tremendous. Yeah. I don't know. What do you feel about any standout moments for, I never thought peculiar. That's kind of it. It's it's kind of neat how it switches from the boom, 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 and the eat shit bass line. Oh, like eat shit, beep, beep. It switches from that, to, like you said, to the waltz, waltzy, one, two, three, 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 three. like uh, it switches. Up. And the, the horn pretty, section comes in too. It's, it's pretty bah, nifty bah, bah, like bah. that. <laughs> it's got some charm to it. I, I guess so. I guess we can yeah. say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so that's I never thought of peculiar. It's uh, I feel if if any of these were going to move around, I, I'd I'd vote for that one to move higher. You'd slide it up a little closer to uh, Peter Percival Patterson's Patrick yeah. Borky. I'd I'd put okay. it above if I knew, to be honest. But oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's well. It's, let's let's do just that. Oh jeez. So we'll take a little break here from the uh, the jellies miring through the jellies, and uh, bring you some <laughs> some cool news for both of us. I don't know if you're aware, a couple uh, episodes ago, I surprised Jeff that his sister and I went to get in on his uh, birthday slash Christmas present and got him a meet and greet with Michael Nesmith. And prior to that, I also had a meet and greet with Mike Nesmith. And essentially what you do is if you buy something from videoranch.com, there's an option to click on and you can have a Zoom meeting with Nez himself and he'll autograph whatever you bought and you, you get to chat with him for a little while. And, uh, and I feel if you're a monkeys fan, you can't pass this up. It's not like it's insanely expensive either. It's, it, it's, it's, it's amazing that he's willing to do it. And, uh, yeah. And it's a treat, I think for any monkeys fan, Jeff, you just had yours yesterday, right? That's true. It was a uh, very cool, uh, he's totally chill. It, it just it feels like he's your buddy, like right away. Yeah. And he just kind of, and I think he's enjoying doing these more than even he expected to. I agree. I got to say, for me, I was really worried I would just freak out and clam up. Like, <laughs> I, I just, I didn't know what to expect. Because the way it went for me was it got postponed, like, got postponed days. Because one time he had to, like, evacuate from the California wildfires. Uh, yikes, yeah. And uh, and then on the day of, it kind of was, like, supposed to be, like, two 30 or something and it got pushed back pushed back so i went on with them at 420 actually oddly enough nicely done and uh and, and 
it said you'll speak to his assistant first and then they'll put you on with him. So I was getting ready to talk to the assistant and it popped up and it was just Nez sitting there. Yeah. Same here. Boom! And, uh, and it was just like, oh my God. And the first thing he was like, he said to me, he was like, uh, have, have we met before? And I'm like, no, I don't think so. And he said, I didn't think we did either because I would remember that fabulous mustache <laughs> just in his Nez way. And like Jeff was saying, you feel instantly comfortable chatting with him well for us he's like an icon of good times and good tunes and we we dig him and he's we have such positive vibes about all this stuff so and just to him kind of give that back in in person yeah was very cool and we got to talk about like i asked him about music itself and this process in the studio and he he got into a thing about uh doing music in the studio it's kind of like gardening and he, he opened that with like, oh, this is a bit of a wander. It went on for a bit about this. And it was like the coolest thing. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, it, yeah, it, it's so just strange. And how you were saying, too, he seems to be enjoying it as well. And that was the biggest thing for me because it says, it says it's like 15 to 20 minutes you'll have with him. And I was like, is he just going to kind of just be like, hey, how's it going? You know what I mean? Like, okay, when that right. time's up, he's like, okay, time's up. See you later. Bye. Boop. But it really wasn't and from the other reviews and things i've read that people have written that's what they've all said it was like he's almost yeah. as interested in talking to you as you are as talking in talking to him and uh yeah it was um, he was he's very mike like you know what i mean it's <laughs> a reason for that <laughs> but it was like not an act and if it is an act he held it the whole time we were talking no it's it's him it's it's just the way he is but just to just to kind of reiterate what jeff said is like Speaking to Mike Nesmith and what Mike Nesmith meant to us, it, it's the monkeys, you know, I think monkeys fans, they mean a lot to them. If you're really into it, you have a mm -hmm. deep, deep connection to them, probably because there's, there's the shows, there was the music, there's the movies for like younger us, even the idea of talking to Mike Nesmith or meeting them or anything like that was mm -hmm. not even in the realm of possibility. It was like meeting George Harrison or something. You know what I mean? She's like, yeah. well, whatever. And, and to get this opportunity to do it and for him to be as cool and awesome as we had always hoped he would be was, mm -hmm. was very amazing. And it was yeah. a, a great experience. And I hope I hope it was for you as well. <laughs> it's, it absolutely was. It was amazing. And maybe someday we'll get to talk to him for the show here. Uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. We'll try to rope him into podcast. I think he would fit in perfect. To be quite honest with you, on podcast, <laughs> we could get him to pull his songs out of the hat. <laughs> Imagine if he pulled songs out of the actual hat, like he goes into his memorabilia. I'm not sure he still has it. Man, it's in a box somewhere. Oh my god! But could you imagine he pulls it out? It just fluts everywhere. All right, that's what we need you to do. You get a list of all the tunes, cut them up, put them in. Take out these ones, but then put in these ones. <laughs> I would just like send him the list pre-cut in the mail. Just be like, yeah, just put these in the thing and pull three up. <laughs> we'll get his assistant Melody to do it. She'll be like, oh, these assholes. Exactly. <laughs> it was a, a fantastic, fantastic experience for me. You and might like, say, you might say it was hard to believe we got to. <laughs> Talk and meet with Mike Nesmith. Oh man, I feel the the drudgery reappearing of the uh, jelly <laughs> countdown. That's that's how we segue <laughs> back ever yeah. so neatly. But yes, to what I suspect is 
so far the lowest charting tune on a really good album. It, it's definitely the lowest charting song on one of the best albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we pulled this back in episode four. Ooh. It's shockingly a Davy Jones song, with written by Davy and uh, Kim Capley, who I believe was part of the touring band at the time. So this might be something they came up with, like backstage or on the road or soundcheck or whatever, and they kind of developed it, and now it's uh, on the, the record. Yeah. Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones. It's hard to believe That you could ever doubt me I try not to hear The things you say about me And if you feel I believe, like, The one thing I'll say about this song is like, okay, they already had Daydream Believer in the can. They're saving it for the next record. Imagine you take off, like, let's say, oh, this song, put Daydream Believer on it, and how good is that record then? Oh, man, that epic. That'd be unbelievable, to be honest. So, yeah, my opinion of the song is tainted by uh, <laughs> a concept like that. The what That if was factor? available to them. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's kind of... The shuffly bossa nova sound kind of changes up the the album a little. It's kind of a little refresher thing, but at the same time, it's you know, what could have been, you know, man. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And that that does, yeah, paint this uh, song into a corner for sure. Um, and I also just wonder: is it something like maybe the record label was like, "Oh, hey, look, we need Davy to have his love song, like his his kind of a slowy schmlowy love song." And so they're. <laughs> it's not even quite that though. It's. Uh... Yeah, it's not. I'm trying to trying to describe what it could what it fits into, but I'm not too sure. Yeah, yeah, and I think it was a factor of uh, Davy doing it himself and kind of like his tune on the record. Yeah. Whatever it it is, what it is, and there it is. Yeah, but you <laughs> are right. It, it, it would have been a an unstoppable beast of a record they put yes <laughs> so therefore it's easy to believe that it's down here yes in the jellies yeah and there's not even a lyric that stands out there's it's all just like mm. <laughs> for real so but that's that that's hard to believe and that's number 15 on the uh podcast valley sunday jelly down yeah that needs work still uh, up next number 14 what's it got to be it's got to be love. But it feels makes me weak. And it tastes just like it's got to be love. Ah, yes, pulled back on episode 20 by us. It was the first song to feature the uh, Wool Had a Mystery jingle. A oh. little bit of a P- PBS trivia for y'all. Ooh, there you go. Good to know. I did not know that. And it was written by somebody called Goldberg, who I think played net for the Mighty Ducks. I'm not sure. Not sure if it was the same guy. Or Whoopi Goldberg, perhaps? Nah, I don't know. Maybe it was Adam Anyways, Goldberg who made the Goldbergs. This, yes, Adam F. Goldberg, that is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not uh, the guy who gets his ass kicked in Days and Confused. Yeah, and was Joey's roommate and friends. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Maybe, maybe it was him, actually. I think that's who it was. Oh, no, okay. Neil Goldberg. Sorry, ne- that's who wrote it. Neil Goldberg. Is that Neil Diamond's real name? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I hope not, because this song blows. 
<laughs> but yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, don't care for this dude that much either. I think we might have said enough about it already. There's a lyric in here where he says, uh, the first lyric, I held you tight and we fell, life took a breath, made me weep, blanket kissed your lips. Blanket kissed? That's what I'm reading here. I don't know if that's a way of kissing. You just like lick somebody's <laughs> lips with your tongue like it's a blanket. <laughs> like, like a big cow kiss? Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, oh, goodness. That might be your first problem, Mickey. Yeah, when we uh, when we eventually talk to uh, Mickey Dolenz, we hope we will have to ask him that. Like, what pictures were in your head when you sang these lyrics? <laughs> Blanket kisses. He'd probably be like, "What song is that? I don't even know what you're talking." About. I don't remember what that was. Oh man. Oh, that was written by that asshole from Days and Confused. I don't know what he was talking about. <laughs> I'm so glad Chris Cornell kicked his ass. <laughs> his fist blanket kissed his lips. <laughs> That's that. It's got to be love. Number 14. Yeah. Podcast Valley Sunday. Jelly down. Up next, our first appearance from our new best friend, Michael Nesbitt. Yep. With uh, Don't Wait For Me. Don't wait for me. I'll be a long time coming. Unless by then you have told me. Something that shows how Don't Wait For Me by Michael Nesmith. We pulled it back in episode five. It's uh it sounds like a mic song. And it's and like uh I don't know, it's we like other mic songs better, I think. I think that's just how it is. Yeah. And, go, and going the back co- to the country mic. Going back to every step of the way, uh Davy era. If this was on like the first national band or or a uh-huh. Nesmith solo thing, it'd be like no, because this isn't a bad song. It's just the countryness of it and the non monkeysness of it that <laughs> puts true, it down true, true. the list. But honestly, yes. what one of my favorite lyrics on this song is a uh, it says uh, then I guess I'll cry and hold on to <laughs> memories of quote unquote what might have beens. And it's like wow, that's mm-hmm. a that's a heavy thing. Yeah. That's heavy. <laughs> I like his delivery. I guess I'll cry. <laughs> then I guess I'll cry. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the way it's got to be. I guess I'll cry. But holding on to memories of what might have been is like, wow, we mm-hmm. man. That's a... Yeah, man. That's heavy. But yeah, no. So uh, real. again, this is not a bad song by any stretch. It's just a very country non-monkey song. Very Mike Nesmith song. Yes. There'll be plenty of country Mike up near the top. Up in other, all over the countdown, because there's plenty of country, Mike, especially in the later years, and even on some of the outtakes that some of us might choose for an honorary slip-in at some point. Yeah. But yeah, this is just, uh, I guess, not a standout as far as that that aspect of the Mike stuff. And when we say country, Mike, we're not talking about uh, Mike D. That's what I kept, time. I kept thinking. <laughs> What country am Who's country am Who's country am I? Who's country am I? Who's country am I? Who's country am I? Anyway, so that's Don't Wait For Me, back down at number 13. The Podcast Valley Sunday, Jelly Down. Okay, so number 12 here, we've got It's My Life from Justice, sung by Mickey. No excuses. Oh, the truth is, it's my life now. Super 
super slow jam, piano jam. Not my cup of port. <laughs> it's like his uh his my way. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I I could definitely it- see this probably when we saw them on this tour. We, he probably came out and swanked around and did this song or maybe I don't know I don't recall it of course I don't know I don't think so but uh, <laughs> yeah we, we pulled this pretty recently episode 31 and you asked me if I'd if I'd rather listen to this It's My Life or the Bon Jovi It's My Life and I said pass <laughs> we should do an It's My Life mashup of the two of them. <laughs> let's let's not <laughs> I don't really have much else to say it's not it. a ton to say about It's My Life Sung by Mickey, written by Mickey, from Justice, 1996. And I probably for the song that it is, for the genre it is, it might really kill it, but I am not as uh, versed in the slow, balladry, heartfelt, <laughs> emotional kind of stuff. Yeah, it's all right. Not for us. You could say, you could use the word that we use to describe this next song, which we pulled, episode 9. Uh, and we refer to it as Schmishworthy. That's right, folks. It's a man without a dream. Now I'm a man without a dream. I've got a heart that has no home. Number 11, sung by Davey, written by Goffin and King. Some heavy hitters down here in the jellies. And I will say right away, th- this song's better than It's My Life. Like, well, yes, it's right one away. spot better. It's true. Yeah, yeah, but it's in a better oh, wrong direction. Oh, one spot worse. Yeah, right, that's true. Like I, I, this this song is is not that bad actually. You think it's less schmish worthy than it's my life? Is what you're saying? Yes. What episode did we pull this on? Uh, episode nine. See, we were pretty early in on the, the, so it got it got pushed to the bottom really quick, and stuff yeah. just got piled on top of it. That's kind of what happened. Yeah. Like this song is like turning into petroleum. Like old dinosaurs in Alberta, it's not as bad as you think, because of its a uh, spot, because it's it's got that cool swinging jams to it. And it's, yeah, I guess uh, we we don't we don't have to move it because in the bottom it's all it's all mud. But if if we got technical about this, I would move this song up for sure. Uh, if 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 we must, but it is what it is, and uh, I don't even remember what. Uh, Friggin' album it was on, or was it a B-side? Hang on. It's on instant oh, it's replay. It and is also the B-side to Teardrop Shitty. Oh, see, B-side, come on, you gotta put this on the probably A-side. The, probably the second least impressive piece of vinyl that the boys put out, if I say so. Yeah. And I will say, the, the first line of the song, though, they, uh, with the music of life, my soul is out of tune. That's <laughs> such a poetic kind of song. That is kind of nice. <laughs> That's, that's that's a good thing about having Goffin and King writing the tunes for you. Yeah. Even the even the Schmishworthy ones got some uh, nuggets of gold in them. So so I will say, man without a dream, I I feel is is better than its placement indicates. But hey, beyond that, enough. I don't have a, a ton to go with. Boom. All right then. We are going to wrap up part one of our jelly bottom down. Yeah, we'll be back next time. With the with the top slash bottom ten, you won't want to miss Podcast it. Valley Sunday. If tantalizing you with the ten worst things on a on a list won't get you to come back, <laughs> I don't know what will. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, from me, Paco, 
<laughs> and me, Jeff. Have yourselves a jelly little evening. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey, Monkeys fans. With everything going on with social distancing, Podcast Valley Sunday will be on every two weeks. We hope you're staying safe. We hope you're staying at home. And we hope that you're listening to the Monkeys and obviously Podcast Valley Sunday. You can check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube. And please, rate us and leave a message. We'd love to hear from you. But, as always, be gentle with us. We're very sensitive. <laughs>